This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO. PennyMac is committed to advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace, the mortgage industry, and the community, including the promotion of affordable and sustainable home ownership. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC. Equal housing lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Yeah, the, the statistics are saying that by 2025, 70% of the uh, home ownership or, or the home buyers would be Latinos. 70%, that's a huge number in the market. This is Gated Communities, where we talk about everything you're not supposed to talk about in the mortgage industry. Welcome back to Gated. This is part two of our conversation with reality star and Latino real estate mogul, Yanira Suarez, as we go over how to market to the Latino community, build relationships, and find them the best financing deals. So I imagine from helping clients like that, the word of your business spreads by word of mouth very quickly. So how does that work? Do you have their family members also coming, their friends and family coming up to you, asking you to help them out? Um, You know, I imagine that it kind of catches like wildfire if you're able to make deals like that happen. So can you kind of explain the benefits of doing that? For sure. That's exactly the, the effect that causes when you help a family. They're so grateful so grateful to you and and uh they're they're bound to you and if you if you look at my page we have hundreds and hundreds of uh testimonies and you're gonna hear that all of them say yes con Janira si se puede yes we can because they know that when they come to us we're gonna make it work I have people that I've had with us for a year and we, we tell them, we joke and we say, we'll sing happy birthday to you because not everybody's ready today, but that doesn't mean that they're never going to get ready. It's just that other colleagues out there don't take the time and the effort to work with them. So when you do that, uh, Katie, you create a family, you create a circle of not clients anymore, but family where they now send you their aunts, their uncles, their friends across the street, the aunt that they haven't spoken in five years, but now they can bring down here. They tell them, listen, you got to call Yanita. You have to call Yanita. If someone is going to make it happen, it's going to be her. And that's how you create and expand your business without having to pay so much money in advertising. I'm not saying that that's not needed. That's also needed. It also has um, its importance in the business. But when you create that relationship, I get invited to uh, birthdays, barbecues. They send us pictures of the first dinner that they ever had in their house. That's relationship. And that in the Latino community, I tell you, that's the number one key. That's what people want to feel. They don't want to feel like just another transaction. Exactly. We have the um, CEO and founder of Namba who tells us this all the time. The most important thing when you're working with a multicultural community is to build trust, build trust and then move to the sales pitch later on. So it sounds like your strategy really reflects that. 
I have to ask, um, as a Latina and from working with the Latino community, do you see or hear of any discrimination from those in the mortgage or the housing industry? Um, or is it usually just misunderstandings happening between certain realtors and their borrowers? It's a very touchy question. Um, I don't know if the word is discrimination, but I can tell you that very, very often I get families that they come to me and the first thing that they tell me is, Yanira, I don't know if you're going to make it happen for us because everywhere we've gone, they have told us no. We have gone to the uh, typical banking institution and they have told us they haven't even taken our application. Sometimes they just ask us questions and they go, you're not ready to buy. Um, they experience a lot going to see houses on their own because they don't know any better. They, they Google and they go, oh, I like this house. And, you know, they show up and they're given a brochure and let me know when you're ready. So I don't know if to call it as discrimination, but I can tell you that it gets hard sometimes for the community. Um, and not only for the Latino community, for many others um, that I've been able to help as well, that they have experienced the same thing. I think that in this day and age, our industry still um, is missing a lot into having that human interaction with people more than just looking at the guidelines in a computer. I think we need to care a little bit more for the real reasons why these people are coming into our offices. What are their dreams? Um, what, what is it that pushes them to try to accomplish the home ownership? The majority of the people, Katie, tell me, I want to feel that I belong here, that I have roots here, that even though I am working so much and day and night, and maybe I had a different profession in my country, but I left everything behind because I truly believe that this is the land of opportunities and better future for my family. I still don't feel like the doors are opening for me to build legacy in this country. So I don't know if that's the word to use, but I can tell you the stories of what I hear every day. That's absolutely fair. It sounds like a lot of the borrowers, for whatever reason, are just dismissed. Um, perhaps the person thinks it's too much work or you know, they don't want to get creative with uh, getting them alone. They just want something simple. So for whatever reason they are, it seems pushed aside a lot of the time, but yeah. what you described how you said, you know, you want, this is what they want and they have a passion and they're going for it. You always want a borrower who's devoted. I will make devoted and loyal and really wants to make their payments because this is the life that they want. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that people in the industry want. They want devoted borrowers, you know, who are, are going to stay reliable. So I think that makes them excellent borrowers. There might be some stereotypes that say they're they're not good borrowers, but in reality, there are people like you proving that yeah. they are. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So right now, um, it's kind of getting tough for everybody in the market with homes being so unaffordable, interest rates, you know, skyrocketing. So 
maybe quickly go over what are some tips and strategies, especially for the Latino community um, looking to buy a home in this unaffordable market? How can people in the industry help? Love that question. I love when people say unaffordable market. (laughs) So I can tell you three years ago, I was selling left and right uh, properties for 165,000 new, 180,000 with $700 uh, monthly mortgage. And it was incredible. It was amazing. But that's not the norm. That's not the norm. When I bought my first house, and I'm not going to tell you how many years ago, so you don't uh, uh, make numbers on how old I am. Um, when I bought my first house, I remember I was making $7.35 an hour. And um, my interest and my credit was fabulous. I had 780 credit score. And you know how much was my interest? 7.75. Because that was the norm back then. That didn't stop me from buying my house. I had to work harder. I had to work overtime. Uh, my partner at that time had to get a second job, but we made it happen. So I think that um, we in the industry, our job also is to educate people and to teach them that whether the interest rate today is a little bit higher, then it goes down that the prices go up a little bit or go down a little bit, it's always to their best interest to become homeowners. Because I can tell you, Katie, yes, actually over the weekend, the interest uh, came down a little bit um, because the market always get to stabilize. You know, it's not always this way or that way. But I can tell you, okay, well, Katie, your interest rate today is going to be 6.25. Oh my God, Yanira, how come? You know, last year it was 2.35. Yes. But Katie, are you still renting? Yeah, I have to live somewhere. So what is the interest rate that you're paying right now? Mm, I'm renting. It's 100%. 100% to the landlord. Nothing towards you with no benefits whatsoever towards you. So whether it's 6.25 today or 4.75, which I can get you also, um, at the end of the day, is your house. What we need to be careful is what type of loan we're getting into to purchase our home. So obviously, all my first-time home buyers, I always advise them, let's look for a 30-year fix so you're not in any type of danger, whether the interest rate goes up or down at any time. You can't afford your home today. You're going to be able to afford it in five years because the, the, the percentage of going up in your, in your income, it's a lot more in five years and two years, right? So it's about educating the client. And then when the interest comes down, we'll refinance the home and still your house. And now you have equity in your home. So you're not losing anything. But also I have dedicated again myself within the market. Okay, the market change. We need to pivot as well. We need to change. We need to transform. We need to look to what are the better options still for my client. So I have looked for builders that are willing to pay down the interest. So the interest may be Uh, 6.75, but right now I have houses for my people, my clients for 4.75, 30-year fix. And yes, it does exist out there. You have to go and look for it. 
they're not advertising in the news every day, but they do exist. I have other builders that are willing to give my clients up to $35,000 towards lowering their interest, lowering maybe a discount on the purchase price and paying all closing costs. So I'm still finding the ways to make it affordable for everybody to be able to qualify for their home. But again, it's a plan of action. It doesn't happen from Monday through Friday. <laughs> it, it takes time to look at the client scenario and see what are the best options for my client. Oh, and I can't, I can't leave this one out, uh, Katie. I got my entire team to get certified with this program, which is the Rent to Own program. And I know people listening to us today, they're going to say, oh, that is old, Janita. You know, I know they rent and they may have the option to buy later. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, this hedge fund, uh, uh, hedge funds has created this program where they buy the house. I go with my client. They get pre-qualified today with the income that they have, not for the loan, but for what they can afford to pay a month. With that, we go out, we choose the house. It can be uh, um, a resale or it can be a new home from a builder. And the investors are going to buy the home. They're going to rent it to my client. And my client is going to have up to three years to prepare themselves, whether it's financially or work-wise. Like there's a lot of people that they have the businesses, but they don't know how to do their taxes. And they, they, need, they need two years to be able to prepare, but I don't have to put them in a regular rent. I can actually choose with them the house that they want to buy. And the most important part is that the investors are going to contribute 25% of their rent towards their down payment when they're ready to buy. And this is in writing, in a contract. This is not verbally. This is not like, oh, let's see what's going to happen later. That is the client's money towards their down payment. And if in three years they decide, you know what, Yanita, I love the house, but I don't like the area any longer. They have the ability to get out and get their money towards the down payment for whatever other house they may want to work. So that is creating opportunities to make the market still affordable for our everyday family. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like realtors, brokers, everyone in the industry should educate themselves on these assistance yes. programs. Absolutely. Know everything about it. Um, and start applying it to their work. You don't need a shrinking pipeline right now. There are <laughs> people who want to work with you. Um, yes. It's just about, it seems like just about getting creative and using what you know, using all of that knowledge that you've built over the years. So that's amazing. I want to ask, um, there are some people, Hispanic um, people in the industry, obviously, some people who speak Spanish. Um but I've heard that once you start off working with Spanish clients, it's not as simple as learning to speak Spanish. There are so many differences, you know, amongst this community. Um, 
There's different dialects, different cultures, different family orientations, different ways of life. So how are you able to be inclusive to all Spanish speaking borrowers? Because you want to build trust with everybody. So uh, if you can start by giving some tips and strategies for that, for someone who just uh, wants to start working with Spanish speaking clients. For sure. Speaking Spanish is it's the beginning of it. <laughs> it doesn't even uh, uh, describe everything else that you need. Yes, as Latinos, um, even in our language, we have different meanings to different words. Um, in the same country, depending on the city that you belong, we even speak differently. But it's not about the language. It's not about speaking Spanish. It's about understanding our culture. It doesn't matter if we come from South America, uh, Central America, Caribbean. It doesn't matter. We are all the same in one aspect. The Latino community wants to feel love, wants to feel inclusive on everything, wants to feel respected, wants to feel appreciated, and wants to feel that the person that they're working with cares about them and their family, not just another commission. Um, we're very touchy feeling. Um, we like to, you know, say, oh, hi, how are you? And sometimes other cultures are more distant, right? Like, this is my space, I smile, but don't touch me. The Latina community is very different. We're very loud. Uh, we like to laugh loudly. We like to be opinionated about everything, even when we don't know about the subject. We want to feel inclusive in the conversation. So I think that for anyone, anyone, whether they're Hispanics or they're from whatever other culture and they want to enter into the Latino community, it's extremely important to learn about the culture to learn about what is it that identify us with each other. Um, I think that no matter what country we come from, we share the same story. We came here to United States looking for a better future for us, for our families. We left everything behind. We have cried nights and days because we had to change everything that we knew. We have to learn a second language. We have to adapt to a second place of living. We have to learn how to uh, deal with um, um, feeling uh, that they, they don't look at us the same way or, you know, rejection. So we all share that same story. When you have not experienced that, it's a lot harder to understand what it means to us to accomplish the homeownership. So when you have not experienced that, you have to take the time to learn it, to understand it and to embrace it. And I would definitely say maybe hiring Spanish speakers um, instead of taking on all this responsibility yourself, if you're so new <laughs> to it, um, getting a diverse workforce is seems like a necessary step to being more inclusive to different types of borrowers. Um, you touched on like the immigrant experience. Immigrant households are increasing rapidly as well. And I imagine that 
when they first come to this country or they first, or they're first generation home buyers, there's a lot of fear associated yeah. with that. And I imagine it, the process, it, it, it has to be sentimental. This is one of the biggest purchases that people yeah. make in their lives and they want to feel comforted along the way and feel like somebody is really guiding them. So I imagine the, that to be important. Yeah, the, the statistics are saying that by 2025, 70% of the uh, home ownership or, or the home buyers will be Latinos. 70%, that's a huge number in the market. So having the staff, um, to me, is no brainer, for sure. You got to hire them. You got to have them on your staff. You, you got to bring um, that image that, yes, we understand, we want to help you. And I may not, my Spanish may not be very good looking, but I do have um, the staff that is going to be able to translate everything for you, to be there for you, to to bring you the support that you need for sure. That's a hundred percent advice uh, to anybody that wants to enter the market. Absolutely, and and like you said, the numbers are, are increasing rapidly. And if you if you're not adapting to this, you are definitely going to be missing out. So. Yeah. Right now, the majority of the industry is white. It is uh, older white males uh, for the most part. Um, so for somebody like that, who's trying to serve underserved borrowers um, like the Latino community, um, how should they get started? Where, other than hiring some Spanish speakers, uh, what are some steps they could take? Is there a different marketing strategy um, that they can take? For sure. I would say to anybody that is in that position, um, unless you are a marketing guru, don't try to, to recreate the wheel yourself. <laughs> try to find a company. If you really don't know anything about marketing, uh, look out there. There's many marketing companies. Um, I, I have to say, um, my husband and I that also own the marketing company, he is the brain in the marketing um, aspect. And that is a main key as well. When you are portraying yourself out there as the company that this community should look up to, to do business with. So finding a great marketing company, it's key. Don't try to do it yourself. You may think that is super expensive. It all depends on where, what is the budget that you wanna start with and where you wanna get. So. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars a month according to what is the goal that you want to accomplish. Like we said, number two, you got to hire the staff for sure. How many people? Listen, as many as you can <laughs> because the market continues growing. Um, as we said, you need to definitely enter into the court culture and educate yourself into it. Um, and lastly, and the most important to me is be out there looking for the tools, for the programs, for the options that you can bring um, opportunities outside of the box. Don't stay here, my friend. Colleagues, don't stay here. The market is not any longer just for the A paper. <laughs> we have to expand ourselves to the everyday family that is struggling to be able to accomplish their dreams. 
So you have to expand yourself. Um, the information that I've given today, it's out there. It's out there. I th- I just make the, the difference of taking the time to look for it and go and meet with these people and create teams to support my clients. Um, I have about 15 different lenders that I work with, Katie, I, that I refer my clients because obviously I don't bring them to just this place. I look at their scenario and according to what they need, I look, okay, I have this lender that specializes on this, that specializes on this. So let's try it on this one. Let's try it on the other one. According to the client scenario, when you only know one lender, what options are you able to bring to your clients? What difference can you make in, in helping them realize their dreams? None. That's where everything goes back to no, you don't qualify. Everybody qualifies. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of planning. It's a matter of knowing how I can best service my client. And I truly believe that we're living in a market that you that knowledge is power. And I know that sounds corny, but it's a reality. If you don't know what you don't know, how are you going to grow the business and enter either on this market or any market for that matter? You have to know. You have to educate yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have to agree with that. So just reiterating everything you said, educate yourself, educate yourself on the different cultures, uh, recruit a more diverse workforce. It'll probably, you know, improve your company as well. Just having a variety of of different thinkers in there and people who are, you know, willing to be creative. Um, Are there any more differences that people should keep in mind when they're working with a culture that is so different from their own? I would say um, that getting to understand, and again, this is not only with the Latino community. I've had Asian clients, for instance. I'm not Asian, right? So I had to educate myself on how to even use my body language and my manners to be able to connect with them because they're totally the opposite to what the Latinos are. They're not touchy feeling. They don't like for people to come into their circle, right? Um, And I had to make sure that on everything that I did, that I spoke, that I moved myself, I, I speak a lot with my hands. That's what Latinos do. I had to reframe myself and learn where to put my hands. What did that mean to them to make them feel that I respected them totally? And I think that we live in a very diverse world. And I give that example because I think that even though we're in 2022 and we want to claim ourselves in general to be super free-minded and spirit, I think that we still, in so many aspects, so close-minded. And I think that in the industry that we are in, as I said at the beginning, our number one responsibility is the well-being of our clients. Absolutely. We live in a very 
diverse country, but a lot of people live inside within their own bubble and they're not really seeing the big picture, what's out there for them in terms of business as well. And so absolutely, absolutely open your eyes (laughs) and see what's out there (laughs) for sure. Is there anything else that you wanted to add anything? Um, you know, you go ahead and you can promote your show. Tell us what people might see on it. I've watched it. I love it. I love the show. We are so excited, Katie, for sure. I invite everyone to take a look at, they can go to Janita uh, TV and YouTube. It's uh, uh, six um, episodes that we were so happy to be able to put together and, and, Uh, share with the world. Um, I love my team, love my agents. I love their energy. I love that we can together uh, work for what we're passionate for. Um, And I want to share that story with everyone. And I want to encourage everyone in the industry, everyone in the industry. um, If you're not passionate for what you do, don't do it like anything else. If you came into real estate or mortgage just because you wanted to make X amount of dollars, which there's nothing wrong with that. We work. This is not a nonprofit organization, but you got to have passion for what you do. Um, Same way you have good nurses and bad nurses. Like, I don't think I could ever be a nurse. A nurse really have to have passion for helping ill people you know, in their most vulnerable times as a human beings. And you have really good ones and you have really bad ones that are in it just for the money, right? That they don't, when you press the button, nobody wants to come to the, to the room to help you to go to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. So same in this industry, we need to be passionate for what we do. And when you show that, with your intentions, with your ethics, with your way of helping others, everything else, the money, the wealth, everything else comes behind it as a blessing. And I think we need to go for that more and more than just a transaction. That's my inspirational message today. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you so much. And your show is very inspirational. It shows people you can help people and also have a ton of fun doing it. Um, So that's amazing. And it sounds like once you get your foot in the door in this community and start to build trust, business starts to grow by itself, which is really amazing. So thank you so much for coming on today. Um, And I hope people will tune into your show. It's a great watch. So thank you so much. Thank you, Katie, so much. God bless you. And I would love to be here again some other time. So thank you. Absolutely. This is Gated Communities, hosted by me, Katie Jensen, for the Mortgage News Network. All episodes are produced by T.G. Kudem Peror and Matthew Mullins. Our head of multimedia is Mike Savino, and our editor-in-chief is Christine Stewart. Make sure you subscribe to Gated Communities so you get future episodes, and be sure to rate and review it so others can find it. The song you heard at the beginning was Wild Side by Saint Society, and the song you hear now is Will You Dance With Me by La La Nia. This podcast is copyrighted by American Business Media.
This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness.